The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, we will begin reading with verse 16, bringing our third message concerning the life of the Christian for the glory of God. First, a word of prayer, then for today's exposition. Father, I come now in Jesus' name, and for his sake I pray. Use the preaching to glorify yourself, to magnify the scriptures, and to edify the listener. Father, notify the Christian of his or her need to draw nearer unto thee. Notify the sinner of his or her need to come to the Savior and be born again, even through repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for first loving me that I can now love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 15, the responsibility to please the Lord. Today, verses 16 through 22, the responsibility to partake of the Lord. Notice verse 16. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Here we see the sanctity of the Lord's table. The subject now before us is partaking of his table. It takes us back in our minds to that holy night when Jesus Christ was in the upper room with his disciples, which night is recorded in John chapters 13 through 17, and here truth was taught and discussed 
that was not discussed before. It was an intimate time between our Lord and the eleven, for Judas was absent. And now the sanctity of the Lord's table is presented by Paul for the local church. In verse 16, Christ's blood is to be remembered. Christ's body is to be remembered. For we are saved by the shedding of his blood and the sacrifice of his body. He took our sins in his own body upon the tree. Thus we remember our Lord's death until he come through the memorial of Christ's blood and of Christ's body in the ordinance of the Lord's table. But then I believe there is a word for the global church. And I am not speaking of ecumenism. I am a local church man. But in verse 17, he says, For we being many are one bread and one body. I believe in that one body of Christ as expressed in this world and in this age made visible in the local church from the time of Christ's resurrection to the time of Christ's rapture. No doubt there is that body of Christ invisible only in the sense that we cannot see everyone but God knows and sees them all. So it is spiritual and literal and local and visible, yet global and encompassing this age, but centuries now since our Lord resurrected and on to his return. One bread, one body, and then one blessing, for we are all partakers of that one bread, even our Lord Jesus Christ. The sanctity of the Lord's table. Now the sobriety of the Lord's table. We ought to take it very serious when we partake of the Lord's table and show forth his death until he come. Notice verse 18. Behold Israel after the flesh. Are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? Here is a serious consideration. Read it again. Are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? Israel, the priests, those that partook of the sacrifices, did they not thus partake of the altar? We know the answer. Yes, they did. That leads us to a serious concern in verses 19 and 20. What say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything? But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not, that ye should have fellowship with devils. The concern is over the sacrifice. The concern is over the saints. The Gentiles sacrifice what they do sacrifice to devils, not to God. Therefore, the saints should not partake or have fellowship with them. Now, 
a serious command. Verse 21, Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? This command then is about sharing in idolatry. It is to sin against God. And then to share in idolatry is to stimulate God. It is to provoke the Lord to jealousy. It is to provoke the Lord to judgment. For Paul asks the question, Are we stronger than he? Shall not God judge and visit his people for these things? Let us partake of the Lord's table. And let us refuse the table of devils and have no fellowship with the dark and ungodly things of this world. Such language is found in Ephesians chapter 5 as well. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Now we go on. The chapter began with a responsibility to please the Lord. It continued with a responsibility to partake of the Lord and the Lord's table, one of the ordinances of the New Testament church. It is a serious matter and should be viewed most seriously for it is a sanctified and holy matter where we remember Christ's blood and his body in the local church. But also, is the responsibility to promote the Lord. Look all of the way down to verse 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Let's go over the outline for these verses, and we'll look at the exposition together next time. Verses 23 through 30, as we promote the Lord, we see that our lives are under the grace of God. Paul deals with lawfulness, verse 23, lowliness, verse 24, liberty, verses 25 through 30. But then as we promote the Lord, our lives are not only under the grace of God, but for the glory of God, verses 31 through 33. We glorify the Lord in view of the particulars of this world. Verse 31. We glorify the Lord in view of the peoples of this world. Verses 32 and 33. We should always remember, in the world, there are Jews, Gentiles, and the Church of God. What we see in the world we must also study and see in the Scriptures. What do you mean by that, preacher? In the Scriptures, as we study its truth and then interpret its truth and apply it to our lives for the sake of men that we meet and witness to and reflect the love of Jesus Christ our Lord, we must see the Jews, the Gentiles, and the church of God in their proper place in the scripture, and thus we will know how to deal with every man. Warning, both Jew and Gentile, for they are all under sin. 
and in need of the redemption of the justification of Jesus Christ, our Lord, which he has bought and paid for, for all men, whether they be Jew or whether they be Gentile. And then, once they are saved and born again, they are brought into the body of Christ, baptized by the Holy Spirit, and that circumcision made without hands is performed upon every individual, and they are no longer Jew nor Gentile, but one in the body of Christ, even a new creature in Christ Jesus, that new man. And so the church of God. And then in the context of the church, we must see ourselves and find our place in the body, exercise our gifts, and extend grace to others, and always remain under the government of God for the glory of God. And that is what Paul begins to deal with throughout the rest of this book. He begins in chapter 11, discussing the life of the church under the government of God. How fitting then he would end talking about Jews, Gentiles, and the church of God here in chapter number 10. Christian, is your life lived for the glory of God? If not, find you an altar. Make an altar wherever you are and repent for Jesus' sake and give yourself to live your life for His glory and His name's sake alone. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748 or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com and finally brethren pray for us